0: Yes, when you wake up and you feel like you need a little upper, or when you're down and out and you need to get a little higher, if you feel like you need a blessing and you feel a little high today,
1: welcome to the church of Cali High. Welcome to Cali High episode 52, 2021, The Year in Cannabis. A collection of memorable quotes from our guests in the cannabis field. As Cali High starts 2022, we look back at the year that was in the cannabis industry. We talk with three growers, two people from normal, two CEOs and a fellow podcaster. We speak with Armand Peronian and Chris Koljan from LA Cannabis Company, Chia Rodriguez of Arcana Flowers, River Chai Farm, and Chaos Herbals, as well as the herb documentary, Lady We speak with Nat Pennington of Humboldt Seed Company about the removal of four dams along the Klamath River, an incredible win for the native peoples of Northern California, as well as Northern California itself. We learn a lot from Ellen Scanlan of how to do the Pot Podcast and Peter G of Pete's Garden. Then we also check in with Cal Normal and L.A. Normal's Ellen Comp and Ian Rassman about patient advocacy in a recreational cannabis California. Quite an interesting and informative episode if we do say so ourselves. Watch it now and please like and subscribe and leave a comment. Thank you very much. Have a great new year, folks. May it be blessed and prosperous.
2: The biggest win for us was uh, Delta 8 and all the other Delta 8 THCs uh-huh. are not going to be allowed to be hemp-derived. And if they are hemp-derived, they have to go through the cannabis regulatory process. Oh, that's and cool. That was a big win. Yeah, Because that- right now we're having a big problem with the Delta 8 THC. Mm-hmm. And the federal government has recently put out... Um, their opinion on Delta-8, and they've identified it as a control substance. Yeah, it's, um, it's an
1: intoxicant so as it's well, right? So definitely,
2: well, it was a big, uh, if you read the regs now, they only talk about Delta-9, right? Yeah. No one knew about Delta-8. It's chemically engineered in the laboratories, right? They turned CBD into a Delta-8. Ah. And now there's Delta-10. The
3: series on sex, it's three episodes, and it came mm-hmm. about in kind of late fall we were still all of us were very much in the midst of covid and all of the stressors that that brought and we were trying to think about something that would just be a little bit fun Mm. and we know that women have a lot of questions about sex and Uh so we decided (laughs) that our entire month of february was going to be all about sex companies are just realizing that the woman consumer is going to be an incredible person to have on your side Um, we know that women are ambassadors i mean Women ask me for uh, tips all the time, and I feel like there's just like a, a viral effect.
1: So, what do you think legalization is meant for women? Access. Mm-hmm.
3: I think it's not Not going to
1: creepy guys. <laughs> yeah. yeah.
3: And, and also... Um,
1: guys, let me just say this. Not all of you are creepy. Okay. But there were some of you.
3: Definitely not. I mean, you, know you, yeah. um, you know, women make 80% of household purchasing decisions. Yeah. And so as cannabis becomes something that is more available and women are starting to see it as an option for well-being, um, they now are like, okay, I can walk into Sephora and choose... Between 2,500 things, I should at least be able to pick between 5 or 10 at a dispensary.
0: Mm -hmm. We're on a pretty good path. We're picking up, you know, multiple dispensaries every month. Um, We have a lot of, and really a lot of the industry has come out to support it. They understand that this is a mission of love and light. And it's really, once you pull the California state tax off of things, it actually really becomes affordable to donate uh, products. And and what that, we've been encouraging. That's that's excellent for the get the tax deduction. Yeah. And we've been encouraging these businesses to to put on an event. Like mm-hmm. you know, your dispensary, do a parking lot pop up where you pop up um the brands and come and bring their tents. Maybe you get a taco truck, um, a little bit of entertainment. And you know, on a Saturday from like, I don't know, twelve to four or something, you do a cannabis donation event, you target veterans or this or that.
1: Uh-huh. I'm a you, veteran
0: there you go. <laughs> Thank you for your service anybody
1: wants to donate some cannabis to me well come, you come come check yeah, out our we website <laughs> <Yeah. and Kali laughs> High will definitely give you a full report oh, check and, out. so here's
0: yeah. the oh here's the funny thing vincent we <laughs> now we're actually reaching the tipping point on this where we have more companies and brands participating than believe it or not veterans um willing to show up and get the medicine so
3: In terms of products though, I actually love the weed lubes. Um, I feel like Foria makes a really excellent one. Um, There's a company called Quim that we love uh, and I have endometriosis and Mm -hmm. one of the symptoms of endometriosis can be painful sex. And Mm -hmm. so I talk to a lot of women who have pain with sex and the weed lubes whether they have cbd or thc can be incredibly incredibly helpful um so wow. that's something that has been I, I i hand them out to friends i'm like just take it okay. <laughs> tell me what you I'll think to, later to... <laughs> and no one no one's given them back no one's no one said no <laughs> <laughs> well i'm gonna
1: have to incorporate in, that into my arsenal yes indeed um <laughs> so well thank you for that and how long have you been smoking weed by the way Last time we talked about your conversion to the Gavita LED lights, Mm -hmm. and now you're fully converted. How has the bud reflected the change?
4: Uh, Well, it's a lot of environmental things. You have to kind of switch up. There's no heat, or there's very minimal heat, Mm -hmm. so it allows you to have stuff a little closer to the light, Yeah, but also you have to make up for your HVAC's running less, so you're going to have to... Um, you know dehumidify more and then but then you dehumidify more you can add heat so it's a it's about dialing that in yeah. um first of all but then you do have i've noticed more color absolutely because mm-hmm. you can get the room you know uh more stable uh climate
1: oh yeah it was a big rainbow
4: in there the other day yeah <laughs> uh, and also some you know tighter formations little um denser mm-hmm. denser buds um, denser nuggies uh less leafy too because mm-hmm, you know mm-hmm. they're um the, the, it was a result of the less tea, heat as well. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, I think it's just yeah. You know Is the spectrum small of light
1: uh, broader from the LEDs? Uh,
4: it, yes, it is. Yeah. Yeah, there is a broader spectrum, for sure.
1: These are some fucking fat indica buds, too. Is this the one we cut the top off? No. No. What is that, Petey? This is a... Uh trying to pull upside down cake. Oh my god, that's right. It's the best strain from your buddy. This, well, all the his strains were great. All is his strains my favorite though. Stra- so I must never come and smell it again. It's dank. It wants two more weeks. It probably it's does. It's only going to get one.
5: we're actually going to see the the dams come out and it's going to be unprecedented. I mean, Hell yeah! you know, nothing like at this scale has, has ever happened uh, in the world. So it's, it's a big, it's very exciting. Are you um, going to be there when the first dam is taken down? <laughs> I'm definitely going to go up there and there's, there's four major ones. And so the mm-hmm. first, the thirties, then they finished all four by the sixties. Um, mm-hmm. So when that happened, the those spring-run Chinook just ceased to exist up there, and they mm-hmm. attempted to have them in hatchery form, but the river so quickly um, degraded because of the conditions created by these dams that the spring Chinook, which need kind of cleaner, colder water, would would not survive. I
1: hear that we talked about it a little bit but Men- Mendocino is going to be classified as its own appellation, right? And
6: Oh, well there's that Origins project happening uh-huh. at um, yeah, a um, little higher level than just just the county. The Origins project is for California. I think it probably will eventually branch out into other helping other states. I think they are are doing some consultations with that, but yeah, yeah, um yeah. the the Origins Council is where the appellation piece comes in and so uh-huh. Um,
1: And are they, who is the Origins Council?
6: The Origins Council is made up of um, a variety of, uh, honestly, I think it's like three folks really that are running that organization. (laughs) But Janine Coleman Uh is a local from Mendocino County. And um, so she's on the forefront of um, working with, you know, um, with the government agencies to kind of get that normalize into the you know into regulation yeah, yeah, that it's yeah. like this is really important yeah that's... and to help them understand why because it's just like with wine or cheese um and things that are grown in specific regions you cannot call champagne champagne unless it's from champagne right,
1: right. so Bored, uh,
6: um, similar kind Burgundy. of thing with cannabis
7: yeah
6: yeah and so um I think that project is going to help us, especially with um, when things open up to interstate, you know, Mm -hmm. um, that that we will gain more notoriety right now. I don't think the consumer base understands the importance of Appalachians. They're not going to choose a cannabis in a jar because of where it's grown.
5: So I started doing salmon restoration. I, I came out to uh, this area, to Humboldt County in 1996 or 95, Mm -hmm. actually. But um, it was kind of towards the end of the year in 1995. And then pretty much by that next summer in 1996, I had uh, started volunteering and helping with a couple different efforts and that volunteerism led to a, a few different jobs. I worked for the feds for a while. I worked for the state. And then eventually I segued over, uh, you know, I was honored to to take a job at, at an environmental group that, um, you know, kind of was able to focus more on just getting to the, you know, big issues and mm-hmm. be more effective, I felt. And so it was great. Uh, the Salmon River
0: Restoration Council is the name of the of the group. And I'll remind you nowhere else in the world can you donate medical cannabis. There isn't any country or state anywhere where this can be done. So this, is a, this is truly a world's first program in California and, you know, we need to hold it up as such, as an example to the rest of the country and to the rest of the world, if you're going to, I truly believe, if you're gonna give out cannabis licenses to people, you should ask the people that you're given the licenses, what are you going to do in our community? What are you gonna do here in, in this little community if we give you a license? Are you gonna help our community pick up the, you know, the, the people that need help and assistance? Are you gonna be part of that? So I really think that there should be some component of giving back for the people that give licenses. And I think that this is a great-
1: yeah. um, social activity. Uh, that place. actually
7: is in place in Berkeley. Berkeley dispensaries mm-hmm. are required to yeah. have a giveaway program. And I think Colorado might've just passed a law to um, allow for donations.
2: I remember in 2017, when MedMen announced that they had hundred million billion, everyone was like, whoa, they have $100 million. The next year, cannabis industry raised like a billion. I was like, what? billion Mm -hmm. dollars in deals happened? Now, there was $180 million in deals last week. Right.
1: So it's accelerating
2: exponentially. Billions are pouring into the industry. So it's definitely moving fast, Mm -hmm. which, uh, you know, yes, it's it's good, right, for the investors. Mm -hmm. Um, Is it good for the product? maybe maybe not you know
1: you and your husband Jamie have been grown for 22 years right
6: I think this is our 23rd cultivation season together wow
1: Mm -hmm. that's amazing so you both had cultivator fathers and grew up in Mendocino on the farms so can you tell us um, yeah
6: totally it's slightly complicated but uh (laughs) so basically uh, um We live on an intentional community um, currently, and my husband's father and my father were both original owners um, in that community Uh back in the 70s. Um, And so back in those days, you know, they were guerrilla growers really, like they didn't put anything out in the open sun. They hid everything. And you didn't have to grow that much in those days because the prices were so high yeah uh, 3,500 you know, pounds maybe even more yeah I wouldn't <laughs> yeah right up to 5,000 up to you five
1: know? grand if it was like the kind yeah. right yeah yeah
6: and so you know they didn't have what I would call like a farm they had just like a few plants here and there you know <laughs> so a little bit different than these the days pioneers. but yeah that's how we that's how we got here yeah.
2: um so I've been to all these different states and I've seen product um and there is nowhere in the world like california uh as far as product variety uh-huh. innovation quality um and the thing is this we is have the world center of cannabis yeah, yeah. you go in, and then we we'll, and we see it with the customers they're mm-hmm. coming from states that have legal weed mm-hmm. what are you doing here there's weed in colorado what are you I'm tired. Like the MSOs have already bought up all the stores there. It's like consolidating and there's no innovation. But here we have 10,000 licensees competing. Yeah. right. It's a free market. We're competing
4: against the black market too, which is the biggest.
2: Oh yeah. We're competing against the black market. There's the legal market. It's, it's, it's the competition does, um, the competition does make a, uh, the, the product better.
1: Here are the plants that you actually tried, you trellised a little bit. What do they call it? You put the put it back and bent them over and put Just them back in the dirt. it
5: horizontal in
1: the soil. Oh my God. As you can see, I cut this one down today and it actually puts in roots wherever the main stem was buried. See the roots mm-hmm. coming out of the main mm-hmm. stem? So you get a lateral, so. lateral, Originally edge the main stem was down like here. Edge, huh? Is this the first main stem? Yeah, the main, main stem's down root here. is here. These see. are the first. First branches? Yeah. Is it difficult to grow four strains in the same room? What are the intricacies of that?
4: Well, it's, uh, yeah, it can be difficult. Uh, luckily, we're set up where we can, each strain gets its own feed, so uh-huh. if you need to adjust it, um, your, your nutrients mm-hmm. for different uh, strains you can yep, do that yep. there's no cross feeding um also they're each in their own row we have the ability to, to raise and lower the lights in the tray. so if there's a vertical growth issue we're able to dial in that section right uh, of of the room but um you know at the end of the day the environment should be what it is so yeah. it should be a um, static environment so mm-hmm. uh it's not too difficult, because we're set up for it. Yeah. Uh the only thing is is, you know, some, some things like to go longer, some like to go shorter. So it's kind of scheduling and planning to make sure you're not, you know, have half the room down while the other half right. is still going, you know. For us we you know, we can't be wasting space like that. So that's the main issue I think is the longevity of certain strains. Mm-hmm. And you so. told me
1: that the GMO has a ninety-day waiting well, period.
4: I, possibly, they say you could take it a hundred. So really? I don't know. I mean, yeah. if you feel if you, if you got that kind of <laughs> Keep time, one hundred, dude. Yeah. <laughs> if you have that type of time, go for it. But you know, we we'll mm-hmm. be fine with the nine weeks. <laughs> yeah.
1: What is you know I was I was looking on your website and I found this little term here. Dragonfly Earth Medicine certified pure certified permaculture farm.
6: Yeah, so I don't have that certification on my farm, but in Mendocino Generations um we have a maybe a handful of people, maybe like seven farms that have that certification in our group. Um, mm-hmm. and basically Dragonfly Earth Medicine certification is a biodynamic uh well, sorry, permaculture certification. Um And the reason why we haven't done it specifically is because you have to write a really long essay, Uh (laughs) my husband just can't get around to writing an essay ever. Well, I'd
1: be glad to help you. (laughs) Ex English (laughs) teacher here.
6: (laughs) But they keep asking us, "Why don't you guys do this?" And like, okay, someday we'll get to it. Um, (laughs) But but basically, it's uh, you know, there's there's a very specific. things that you need to do to qualify Mm -hmm. first and um it was a little tricky because of the modern day farming practices sometimes you need to use things that you you know might not fit into their certification which is like a tractor which i think they did reduce the um (laughs) <laughs> that as a because of the diesel because of the diesel fuel right uh-huh.
1: yeah well what about yeah. an electric tractor i guess they don't make them yet right
6: <laughs> yeah i wish that would be cool maybe our upgrade will be a tesla tractor mm-hmm. um but yeah so you know so little things like that that we do implement on our farm mm-hmm. that don't quite fit into into that so yeah. we'll see we do have chickens and we have worms and we do our own composting we try to make our you know a lot of our own soil we have a our farm is a 10k so it's you know, a lot of square footage to try to make soil, but we do a lot of hugel culture, uh-huh. um, which is a term you'll see around. Which is a German um, farming technique where basically you layer like logs, and then you put wood chips and compost and newspaper even and straw, and then you just keep making garden lasagna, and you just yeah yeah layer and layer and layer, and every you know every time you you just keep adding more stuff on top um, throughout the season and especially in the winter, and. Um, that produces, you know, a, a nice area for the microbiology to live mm-hmm. and creates, you know, um nice healthy soil. And mm-hmm. so we do a combination of Hugoculture, native soil, and um boxes uh, on my farm. So mm-hmm. you know there there's a little bit of issues there with yeah. the pots. They don't particularly like pots in that certification, but I think it's a great thing, especially because our whole mission with arcana flowers on my farm specifically, and most of the farmers and Mendocino generations, and really the regulations force you to grow beyond organic Uh because the testing is so rigorous. You're very, um, you have a very narrow spectrum of products you can use and and things like that. And you have to be cautious even about the gloves you wear when you're trimming. It comes down to that. And so, you know, it's really forcing people to look at all their inputs all the things that they use on their farm um and that cannabis comes out obviously quite clean because we have the most rigorous regulations around testing than any agricultural product
7: so we have to really um turn our supporters out at the local level uh asking for safe access to this uh consumption rooms now that Mm -hmm. covid's just about over, we hope. Um, We want to start advocating for more places where you could go and consume it in public. Because I mean, how legal is it really if you can go into a store that looks more like a bank, buy your little stash and go home and smoke it if your landlord lets you smoke it in your apartment, which a lot of cases is not true. Or your Um, wife. And it's just so (laughs) anathema to the whole social aspect of cannabis that we you know we love to share it together smoke it together i see your bob marley poster you know go to your reggae concert and smoke it you know absolutely that's what it's about you know
0: but the city of west hollywood after they put forth the first consumption loans in the whole country decided that they were going to implement a no smoking uh, ban in all multifamily family units so that's condos apartments anything but a private house they were going to put a smoking ban including medical cannabis vaping everything. Um, so, you know, like what Ellen said a minute ago, can you imagine like going into West Hollywood of which there's plenty of dispensaries and buying your product. Now, you know, you're not allowed to smoke it on the sidewalk. You're not allowed to be out in public with it. See, and you can't smoke it where you bought it. Um, so if you own your own home in West Hollywood, you could go there and do it. But if you were not wealthy enough to own your own home, well, you could buy it, but you could not use it. Literally, That's was well, lame. going to happen? You had no place to go use it. You'd have to leave West Hollywood and go. Somewhere.
7: Yeah, we had to fight that off in West Hollywood. West Hollywood tried to pass an ordinance like banning all smoking, including yeah. cannabis smoking, in in all apart or all new apartment buildings. Uh-huh. I think and you
1: were was. successful in preventing that.
7: Yeah, but you know it's happening in other places. Barely.
1: Back to indoor growing um can you take us through the process of taking a cut and getting it to root correctly sure um
4: so you're gonna what i like to do well it depends also on you taking a cut from a mom you're doing a top mm-hmm. um so that's going to make your the size different uh you know tops you can kind of uniformly take a certain amount uh but moms you're going to be stuck with what you have so I always like to cut off more than you need as far as the final product. Mm-hmm. That way you can trim it up to the right size. So you always, I always like to have the top site cluster where the new growth mm-hmm. is. is usually three. You keep that bottom leaf on the last one. And then you can keep one more site but remove that leaf. And then give yourself at least two or three inches before that first site. Mm-hmm. And when you cut it, you're going to want to cut it at as much of an angle as you can. So the- Diagonally. Yeah, so you have yeah. more surface area for the root to, to come out of. I see. And what I like to do also is, I like to make all my cut, if you're doing say 25, I like to have them all cut first mm-hmm. and then plant them together. Mm-hmm. As soon as you start putting, as soon as you plant in your medium, it will start to take on the water and it will get droopy a little faster. So if you're doing it, then cutting one and doing it, it, I don't recommend that. I get all your cuts ready and then plant uh-huh. them all at once. Put the dome on. How long do they bite.
1: last before they have to be put in the medium? Uh,
4: I mean, it, it's different for different cuts. Yeah. You know, uh, actually a bigger cut is going to go south quicker. Yeah. Uh, but y- y- you got... I, th- I mean, you know, <laughs> with experience, you get pretty fast at it. Yeah. So I think maybe mine are sitting there for maybe 10 minutes tops oh, before yeah. they're planted. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but it, it's... Well, also, if, you, if you're working on getting your skills up to that level. You can always get a couple planted. You could put the dome on, finish the rest and then put them in there as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, just be cautious. As soon as you plant it, it's going to start taking on the water and then it's going to possibly, but also you get a little droop. Once it's in the hood, it will bounce back. Mm-hmm. Um, but then, yeah, if you, some people like to leave the, the hood on for a couple days before they expose it to air again. I like to take it off every day. Uh, so bang off some air. of the moisture off the hood. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, just a little bit, let them breathe. Yeah. I think that helps them root re- a lot faster mm-hmm. than just yes. leaving them. Somebody
1: some- once gave me a few clones, and I did the same thing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
0: Ah, uh, yes. When you wake up uh, And you feel like you need a little up uh, When you're down and out uh, And you need to get a little higher if you feel like you need a blessing now And you feel a little high today Welcome to the
1: Church of Cali High Cali High Cali High, Cali high. Yeah. You've been listening to Cali High Episode 52 2021 The Year in Cannabis Special guests in alphabetical order Peter G Chris Coljan Ellen Comp, Armin Peronian Nat Pennington Ian Rossman, Chia Rodriguez, Ellen Scanlon, and I'm your host, Gen Zonico. Thanks for tuning in. We saw scenes from episodes 46, 42, 44, 40, 39, 36, and 29. Cali High camera person, Hanine Nicoletti. Cali High's theme written and recorded by Vince Nicoletti, Jordan Webb, and Namir Blade. Cali High's podcast and theme are copywritten, and the logo is trademarked. Please donate to Cali High at Patreon.com/slash Cali High LA. Please like, follow, and subscribe to Cali High on YouTube. Email us with any questions to Cali High Podcast at gmail.com. We're on IG at Cali High LA on all podcast platforms. In audio, Cali High is a Chenzonico production. Stay safe and be blessed.